Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. I'm often asked, when do I tell a couple that I'm working with that there's no hope for their marriage? And the truth is, I never say that. Because actually, it's not up to me. And also, I see my job as one of holding hope that things will work out if both spouses know what to do and are willing to do it. And because I believe there are three choices a couple can make. The usual two, things stay the same or they end the marriage. Um, But I help couples with the third to see if it can be made better. Now, I also live in the real world and know that many marriages will end, and how they end matters. It's an important decision that affects many more people than just the spouses. Their children, their friends, their family members are all impacted. And in this, like many other things in life, knowledge is power. So I've asked family law attorney Elizabeth Stevenson to speak to the factors that are helpful to take into consideration when divorce becomes a possibility. She is the owner of New Direction Family Law, and she's starting a new new podcast, co-hosting a new podcast, which she's going to share with you. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about what, for me, is a really tough topic. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, and um, I'm happy to, you know, we always say at New Direction Family Law, education is power, so we're always happy mm-hmm. to spread the word. And, and you know, and you and I have known each other for, gosh, I was thinking about this, it's been almost 15 years, it's hard to, it's hard to believe it's been that long, because you and I haven't seen each other that I know, and, we look fabulous. Right, and, you know, so it's not terribly surprising that I have referred clients to you. But what may be a little bit more surprising to my listeners is that you've also referred clients to me. So what are some of the things that potential clients say to you that would make marriage counseling an option instead of just going all in for divorce? Um, Well, I think the only thing that would prevent me from referring someone to you is if there's an issue about domestic violence Mm-hmm. Um, or some severe mental health issues, but a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of the people who come to see me are not even separated yet, which which we encourage people to do. If it's something you're thinking about, go see a family law attorney, whether it's me or someone else, so that you know what mm-hmm. your legal rights and options are. Um, because if you leave or you sign something, there are certain things that we can't undo, and they may not be in your <laughs> best interest. But when people come to me, I always ask, you know, if they're still together, even if they are separated, to say, have you have you tried marriage counseling? You know, they may be sitting on the fence. So um, just because you come see me doesn't mean that it's a done deal that you're going to get divorced or separated. If there's still hope, if you still want to work towards something, then, yeah, we absolutely make referrals. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that that can come as a surprise to people. And, it, and, it's, and it's really interesting because, you know, I've had couple. I've had people who have gotten divorced, and then they come to see me, and, you know, about other things, and and I'll ask them. I said, well, you know, did you try marriage counseling? And they go, well, yeah, we we went once. And it's like, okay, that's not. <laughs> you know, but 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 what's really surprising, you know, and 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 
what drives people to both of us is that they're in pain. Things mm-hmm. are really unpleasant, and they want the pain to stop. And so that's one right. of the things that's like, well, one way to get the pain to stop is to end the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Which, right. I mean, and, and that's a legitimate thing, and I'm so glad that you brought up the um, domestic violence or serious mental illness because there, there are – there are certain things, and, and so it, it isn't exactly that I never tell people to leave a marriage. If mm-hmm. there is actual physical abuse, that is one of the times where I, I tell people, you have to be safe. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's whether, whether that means divorce or whatever, it, it does mean you have got to be physically safe. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so there are certain requirements, and I think that's the only time I would ever, I would ever tell somebody, you, you've got to change the situation immediately, of course. We all know the dangers of that um, as right. well, but, but it's incredibly important. But you know, this, this whole idea of, of thinking about um, what to do, and, and we, we do kind of end up in this binary world of this, it's either this or it's that, which is why I say that third way of let's see what can happen. Because I'm not sure, so do you find that many of your clients, like you said, they're on the fence, they, they want, mm-hmm. you know, they don't like what's happening, and, and they come to you to find out what, what going down the divorce road would look like, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, but, but, you know, but I, I'm not sure, like I've said, I don't think anybody on their wedding day goes, oh, yeah, we can get divorced. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, true. You know, I, I don't think that's in the plans. But so it's this, you know, so, so people are really confused about what to do. And, of course, you know, divorce is a, le- is, is, is a legitimate option, um, but, mm-hmm. it's not a, but it's not a pain-free option. And I know that all states have different laws, but are there any common things that someone coming to you might be surprised about when they're thinking about divorce? I'm glad you said that. I mean, I'm licensed in North Carolina, so anything I say is related to North Carolina law. But I think what people don't understand is the the hardest part about getting separated is getting separated. Um, right. <laughs> they think that, you know, just because you say, hey, I w- hey, dude, I want you out of here. You know, you need to get your stuff and you need to get out. We're done. Um, they don't have to do anything you tell them to do. Um, and so the, the painful part is figuring out how to, how to disengage yourselves because the only way that mm-hmm. someone can get another person out is if you get a domestic violence protective order um, and then that can order the person out of the house. So, when you talk about three options, that's what I talk about to clients is, okay, you have three options. <laughs> you can stay together. Um, mm-hmm. He would, you know, the other partner will agree to move out. And if he does, if that person doesn't agree to move out, then your only other option is you need to move out. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times that means putting a plan in place. So it may be that you're a stay-at-home parent. And so you need to start squirreling some money away or talk to family members to get some money so that you can pay your bills for a few months and, mm-hmm. you know, hire an attorney and that sort of thing. Or some people don't even have a credit card. So how are you going to rent any place if you have no credit, you know, and no job? Mm-hmm. So it may, take, it may take some planning on someone's part to do that. So we always, you know, and if you're not a marriage counselor, but if you're going to therapy, I always encourage people also to go to therapy to help them sort of work because painful, as you say, but they can also mm-hmm. help them work that plan to figure out how to get out. And so 
a lot of people stay together, um, even though it's uncomfortable and it's unpleasant, and try to work through those issues and get some things in place, and then they separate. Uh, sometimes that's just not always possible. So that's that's what surprises people most is you just can't make someone you leave. It's just it's just what happens. <laughs> right, right. And and just because my partner says to me, I want you out, or I I don't have to go. Correct. Right. And even if and the other part of that is if if you go, you're not allowed to go back. You still have ownership in your home, but the person staying can change the locks and they can call the police for trespassing if you show up without their consent. So if you leave even if it's and you your don't house? get your stuff, even if it's your house, you still have ownership, but you don't have possession. You've left it. You've abandoned the property, so to speak. Yeah. So if you leave and your kids are there and you don't have a custody plan in place, um, you've got a problem. If you want to get your stuff out and you haven't backed a truck up when you left, you're not going to get your stuff till the person agrees or you get a court order. So there are a lot of things that wow. you have to consider when you make that plan and when you leave and how you leave and what that's going to look like. And that's why... You really need um, someone that understands the law that can sort of help you navigate that process. Right, and it's really important, and, and again, we need to say again, that every single state has different laws. And Correct. So you, right. need, so you need to know what the law is in your state. You know, and you right. know, this is really interesting because, because you know, I frequently – and. Um, We'll have somebody call me, and they'll be talking about, you know, my partner wants wants to you know, wants wants to end the marriage or wants to separate. I don't, but they're telling me I'm the one who has to leave. I'm going, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, right, and, exactly. You know, and and they'll you know, and they'll be giving all the reasons why it's easier for them to leave. I'm going, okay, I understand, but here's the question. Do you want to? I mean, you know, do you want to make it easier? And I shouldn't. Or do you want to try to make your marriage work? Which is not necessarily right. the same thing, right? Right. You know, because right. I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of a recent of a recent case where she really wants she really wants space. She really wants time, um, but he doesn't want to. You know, he doesn't want to end the marriage. And, mm -hmm. you know, but she doesn't want to move out. And it's, it's sort of like, okay, <laughs> you know, so she doesn't want her life to change on a, on a day-to-day -day basis, but she wants things to be different. I'm going, that doesn't work very well. But a really? lot of, you but can't, a lot I don't think these could do that. It doesn't work that way, but, yeah. <laughs> but also you remember, know, if you say, just because you separate doesn't mean that it's, Permanent. You know, the only permanent thing is you wait a year and a day and you get divorced. Separating is just separating and living in two separate places. You're still married. So mm -hmm. a lot of people do. They see that quote-unquote trial separation um, to give them space to do that. So that somebody may go get a short-term rental or get, you mm -hmm. know, rent an apartment for three or six months. And then they're going to marriage counseling or in their own individual counseling and they've done everything they can, but it has given them space. And if they want to reconcile, there's no, even if you sign a separation agreement, it does not prevent you from getting back together. There could be some consequences about the property division, but just because you separate doesn't mean you can't change your mind for sure. 
Well, and that's, you know, and that's one of the things that, that I, when I, when I first started doing marriage counseling, I was like, no, 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 don't ever separate, you know, no, you know, like, but, but then I learned that, that sometimes if the patterns are so ingrained, the only way to break them and reform them is to get that, is, is to get that break. And um, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the things that, that I recommend to my clients is doing something that's called a controlled separation, meaning what makes it controlled is you are doing the work to see if it can be repaired. So there is, you know, so mm-hmm. there is a commitment to getting counseling both either individually mm-hmm. or, or, with a, or, or as a couple. And, and, and right. you know, and, and, pe- I mean, I actually just was talking about that. But one of the things that I think surprises people um, is that the cost, just the actual physical cost of running two separate households. Yeah, and, we, you know, that's just like sort of a standard thing we say. Two households cannot live as one. And judges, you know, when they're right. making an order for alimony or child support, will say the same thing, you know. And I say, because you need to figure out, first you need to figure out what it costs to run your household. Um, mm-hmm. And then if, you know, okay, well, what's my net income? Oh, geez, I got a $3,000 shortfall every month. So, you know, you're going to look to the other person to make that up if they make more than you, but they get to live too. So you're not going to keep your same, neither one of you are going to keep your same lifestyles. I mean, I just I just had a case like that where the, it's just not possible that the husband wanted to keep the house and he can't because the judge ordered mm-hmm. no alimony because the wife didn't have the ability to pay it. So mm-hmm. those are all considerations about that. And, you know, I understand keeping the house and the continuity for the kids and that sort of thing, but sometimes it's just not, it's just not possible. In a lot of cases, it's not possible. Right. And so there's not only upheaval of, oh, we're getting separated, but, oh, I'm sorry, kids, we have to sell the house you grew up in and you have to move. So not only do you need to be in counseling, your children need to be in counseling um, too because it's like you said Leslie and I say all the time I sit every day in people's pain but I'm not a counselor you know I'm your counselor at law to counsel you on the legal issues but Mm -hmm. this is a family affair even if the family is dissolving y'all are still connected and you will be for the rest of your lives so the best ideal is to do it as amicably as possible but unfortunately sometimes that's just not possible (laughs) Well, and I, you know, and, and, and I'm so glad that you mentioned the fact that, you know, and this is what I say to people, that if you have children, children can get you into my office. They can't keep you here and, you know, right. don't stay together necessarily for the sake of the children. But understand the children are going to be incredibly impacted and, if, and you will always be connected to the other person if you have children and they are involved in, the, in your children's life. But most of the time they don't disappear. And so the idea that I'm going to solve all my problems with you by getting a divorce, it's like if we have kids, I don't get to get rid of you. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly You know, right. we still have to deal with each other. And now we've actually added the possibility of other people coming into their lives, you know, step-parents right. or, you know, the other, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and what I tell people is, once your children are not in your household, you don't have any say over what happens to them. Provide, I mean, obviously, through a legal 
um, requirement, right? But but right. in terms of right. what they eat or when they go to bed or who they hang, I was like, <laughs> so, yeah. So if this matters to you, you might want to think about this. Um, this is happily ever after. Is just the beginning on LiveTalkRadio.net. I'm talking with family law attorney Elizabeth Stevenson about the divorce process. Now, you may be caught in your own do I stay or go dilemma around your marriage, and I want, again, to share that there is another option. See if it can be better. And in many cases, it can. So if you're interested in finding out how to do that, I invite you to send me an email or give me a call and schedule your free, no obligation, create your happily ever after strategy session. You can reach me by email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N as in Nancy, C as in Charlie.com. Or you can give me a call at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. And I want to get back to talking about the divorce process with Elizabeth Stevenson. So can you talk a little bit about the different types of divorce processes? processes? For example, there's this new thing. Well, it's not new. It's, it's, very, it's been around for a while, but like collaborative divorce. And, and I'm sure that there are other kinds of divorces and, and what the benefits and challenges are to each. Oh, sure. Um, I'm trained in collaborative divorce. And collaborative divorce is based on the principle that you're going to, everybody's going to fully disclose. We're going to be able to sit around the table together with our attorneys and we're going to be able to talk through the issues that everyone needs to talk about regarding the separation, not just the financial stuff and not just the custody, but sometimes it's about what the issues around the separation were so that everybody can have their say. Um, Mm -hmm. People think of it sometimes as, you know, sort of kumbaya and that kind of thing, but it's really not, you know, but it's, Mm -hmm. but it can be therapy. It can be cathartic and it can give you some closure so that you move on. So um, you sit, um, you go to sessions, they're one or two hours, which is different from mediation. I'll talk about that in a second so that, okay. you know, your brain isn't dead and you're still able to think and process and that sort of thing. And so by the end of four or five sessions, hopefully people are able to sign off on a separation agreement um, and everything's settled and you can go about your life, raising your kids, doing your job and having this behind you. Um, uh-huh. the, the difference between collaboration, collaborative law, and mediation is that if you're, let's say you don't reach an agreement after that fourth or fifth meeting, then the attorney who has been with you through this process cannot represent you in litigation. So right. it can be less, it can be a whole lot less expensive, but it can also be more expensive if you don't reach an agreement because then you've got to hire somebody else. I've got to get caught up on your case and that sort of thing. So that's a real incentive to settle. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of people do. And mediation is sort of the same process, but you sit in a, a room with your attorney, the other party sits in a room with their attorney, and the mediator goes back and forth. Um, again, it's a voluntary process. Nobody can make you sign anything. If you guys sign an agreement that divides your property and puts in custody and support, um, everybody has to agree on the term. So you're not guaranteed, just like in collaborative law, to, to walk out with an agreement. But mm-hmm. mediation is you can tell what you want to to the mediator. 
but the mediator is not going to share it in the other room unless they think it's going to move the case forward, which is a little different than collaborative law because we're all sitting around the same table, so we all hear everything. Right, yeah, everybody, um, everybody hears everything, so there's no surprises or, or more correct. points. Correct, because you're back. still, you okay. know, if you're mediation, you still got litigation in your back pocket, so you don't want the other party to know everything. Um, right. And then in mediation, we can stay, we'll stay all night if we have to, to get it signed. So sometimes you're just so exhausted that you may have buyer's remorse the next day because you haven't had, you know, you just want to get it done, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't the kind of process that collaborative law would be. Um, and then the third option is litigation, and that's always the last option that we always mm-hmm. say to people, and that is because you're going to get a family judge assigned to you. You're going to file a complaint that has all these horrible allegations in it against your co-parent or your spouse. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're going to get in front of a judge on a temporary hearing about three or four months after you filed the complaint. <laughs> and the judge mm-hmm. is going to have an if hour or two to determine. Yeah, if you're lucky. And then you're going to get in front of a judge who doesn't know you, who's had ten cases before you, and is going to decide within an hour where your children are going to live, how much you're going to get in spousal support. And so that's your last option, but sometimes it's the only option for folks um, to get what they need because the other side may be unreasonable, um, Mm -hmm. so you can't reach an agreement. So those really are the three, and then there's arbitration, which is you filed a complaint, you started litigation, but you can hire a sort of a private judge, a family law attorney to act Mm -hmm. as your judge. So you're not in a courtroom, but you're still somebody else is deciding your fate. So those are your four options if you can't, you know, if you're going to get separated and divorced and you need something in place regarding those issues about custody, property, and spousal support, those are the options that you have. So interesting because I know that no-fault divorce is a universal all-state thing, meaning back back in the day, (laughs) you would have to have grounds for divorce. There'd have to be an affair or, you know, there'd have to be some reason why you could get divorced. Was it in the 70s that that no-fault divorce started, you know, going around? I'm not sure, but I know there are still states that you'll see people file irreconcilable differences because they are a fault state. So you need to, you need to, yeah, it's hard. You need, what people need to do is separate, separation from divorce. All a divorce does is put a judgment in place that allows you to get remarried. That is all that divorce does. And you have to wait a year and a day to file that in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some that happen. You could go to Reno and get it in 10 days, whatever. Um, right. But separation right. is you can, you can take care of – divorce does nothing to determine what custody is going to be. It does nothing to divide your property. It does nothing to give you alimony and support. Those are issues that can be determined by consent through a separation agreement, or those are uh-huh. issues that can be determined because the judge said this is how it's going to be. But that's completely gotcha. separate from your divorce. But you're right. No fault is, you know, a lot of times people want to say, well, I don't want to get divorced. I want to stop this. It's like, well, you can't do that. Yeah. Because even yeah, if you don't want, even if you don't want it, and a day, a year, and a day has gone by, the judge is going to enter a divorce. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I love and I love that clarity about because I said this to my clients. I said because I've actually had we've actually had a mutual client who the divorce was final before any before the the, the custody and the separation of right. property. Mm-hmm even happened. That came later. They were actually literally legally divorced, but all that stuff was still 
on the table. Pending. Right, uh, right. So it can be a long process. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> right, and and you know, and 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 the idea that you know, the difference is is that as you go into litig further along into the litigation, you lose more of you, you lose a little bit of the power to make your own decisions because if it goes in front of a judge. The judge is going to go, okay, here it is, you know. So, I mean, I think right. a lot of people don't, don't understand. And, and I also thought that it was, you know, really important about the, the collaborative that if you decide to go the litigation route, you've got to start all over again from scratch right. with a new attorney. Right. Right. So that's, that's exactly. always the real thing. So other than those things, because we're talking about this, <laughs> are, there, are, there some, are there some specific things that a person or couple should be really careful about when considering a divorce? Well, I think you touched on a lot of them. It's like it's not just about you two. <laughs> it's about yeah. your children. It's about your family, and it's about your friends. So, you know, if there are children involved, you know, my first thing to clients is, have you thought about a custody schedule? Because there is mm-hmm. no one-size-fits-all. And so you got to think about, are my kids easy to transition? You know, how old are they? What are their age of development? What holidays are important? How, how are we going to, you know, a lot of people say they want to put in their agreement. Well, we're going to separate, we're going to celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving I mean, like we always have as a family. And you got to say, wait, wait, wait. No, <laughs> um, no, you're not. There may be a time, <laughs> there may be a time when there's another person in your life and you really right. don't want that to happen, you know. So it's a long, so you, you have to help people focus on the long term, not just what's happening right now. So that's a big consideration. And the other consideration is sort of what we touched on is, you know, if you can't afford your lifestyle and you have to sell the house, how is that going to work? What are you going to do? Where are you going to move? What's the school system? You know, and that sort of thing. So there are all sorts of, it touches really every aspect of your life. And I can't say that one issue is more important than the other they really go hand in hand a lot of times well and you know and and it really is when when somebody is in pain and that pain is very real they want it to stop but most of the time they're only thinking like okay three seconds five minutes a day you know they're not thinking what this means long you know long term and 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 it is it's very difficult i mean and again it's not to minimize the pain but you know i mean i've had i mean i you know i still remember gosh this was years and years and years ago i had this woman you know come to me because her i think her daughter was 14 at the time and you know they you know, they and, and and her and her ex husband was was a drug addict, so there was I mean there was a real legitimate reason to get divorced. This was not you know, mm-hmm. but she got remarried and moved you know, and she and her and she moved her daughter to a completely different area, you know, like like sixty mm-hmm. miles away. I mean, not you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> different school, yeah. different friends, different whatever. And, you know, she comes to me because the daughter ran away and went to live with her dad. And she went, oh, my God, did you just come in here six months ago before you moved? Because as yeah. the minute she said that, I knew exactly why all this happened. Because, right. you know, it wasn't, you know, and, and it's really hard. I mean, and, this, and, and, and we haven't even talked about moving to a different state, which sometimes will happen and then what that does with custody. Um, 
but you know it, it, it's you know it is it's very hard to 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 ask and this is one of the things and this is a personal thing that I ran into because you know my mother didn't ask me if I wanted her to get remarried and believe me I did not no not not right. because mm-hmm. I didn't think she should get remarried I just thought the man was horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and you know, and, and so people don't ask their children, and then they don't understand why their children act out. And it's like, um, I can tell you. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and, you know, and this is, you know, and you're talking about custody as well. And I know that the, it's becoming the default um, 50-50 joint physical custody, mm-hmm. which means the kids are the ones always moving. Right. And... You right. know, and, 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 and I know of a case right now where these, these kids are nine years old and they're two, no, three and a half days they're at their mother's and three and a half days they're at their father's. Mm-hmm. And I'm like going, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, would you, you know, it, it, I mean, you know, there's this whole concept of nesting where the kids stay where they are, the parents move in and out. And most of the time when I've suggested nesting, they look at me like I'm crazy. I said, yeah, but that's what you're asking your kids to do. That's true. But I don't have, I don't think I've ever, I've had people who have started nesting, but never, it's never mm-hmm. been a sort of a long-term thing. But no. I will say, I got, yeah. you know, I got divorced when I was, when my child was two, because mm-hmm. in my mind, I was thinking, if I don't get out now, right. I'm not getting out for another 16 years, and I don't want him to see, think this is how a relationship should be. And exactly. He, he was a very easy-to-transition kid. And mm-hmm. he he's, even now, he is 18 now, and he drives, and, and it's still <laughs> his routine. He still goes to mm-hmm. dad's on Wednesday, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't have to. I think sometimes people don't give kids enough credit. You know, yes. you don't need five transitions during the week. But if you've got a week on, week off, or you've got one transition a week, I mean, kids mm-hmm. can handle that, I think. And I always believe that they're really, really resilient. But you still got to think about they're, if they're really young, you know, mm-hmm. they don't need a week on, week off. That's not the best thing for them. So things change, and custody can always change and be modified. So it's not written in stone. This is like a work in progress, especially when it mm-hmm. comes to custody. Well, it is, you know, one of the things that, that I talk about is that, you know, divorce, divorce is part of a process and people need to, uh, you know, they need to figure out how do they deal with it. Because when I knew somebody um, years ago, long before I was even doing what I do, and, mm-hmm. and it was, I was friends with the daughter and, and the parents had been divorced for 20 years and the mom was still just absolutely you know, devastated and controlled mm-hmm. by this. And it's like, oh, my God. You know, it's like, this is not healthy. No. It's not healthy for you. It's not, no, you know, it's not. Was still angry. She was still angry at her ex. And it's like, he's moved on. He's remarried. He's not even thinking about you. What is this about? You know, and so I think people, it, it, it's a process. It's not a one and done. You know, this is like you Correct. said, because especially if you have kids, the kids are going to grow and change. And, and by the way, if you have more than one child, each child is going to handle this differently. So you've got right. to be prepared That's for right. that. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, so I think, I think that it's really important that, that yes, it, you know, like I said, I'm, I tell people I'm a pro-marriage, you know, marriage counselor, but there are times when it does have to end. 
you know, if, if your partner isn't willing to work, to work with you on it, then, then yes, you're going to have to figure out because, like you said, you don't want your children to be exposed to this harmful relationship. Even, you know, even, right. even, if, even if people aren't yelling and screaming and throwing things at each other, if, you know, if right. they're cold, All right. you know, it's so harmful, and that, you know, and I'm and I'm pro marriage too, I, you know. I, I know, know. <laughs> you know, and so I want people to stay together. You know, my job. People always say to me, "Oh my God, how do you do what you do? It must be horrible." You know, and my response is, I get to go to work every day and make people's lives better because they're sitting in pain. It's not mm-hmm. going to work. They've tried. So let's get you to a better place. And everybody right. I've ever worked with over 20 years, thousands of clients, I can't remember, I'm sure there has been one, who was not in a better place at the end of the day. <laughs> they may right. not have saw it when they first came to see me, but six months or a year down the road, they always, they generally come back and say thank you, you know, and, right. and I am in a better place. So I just want people to hear that too. It's not a failure by uh-huh. any means, I think it's I think it's an accomplishment that you went through that and came out the other side a stronger and better person. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming and sharing all of this. And can you tell people? I mean, I realize that Elizabeth is a, a North Carolina attorney, so what she says is specific to North Carolina. <laughs> where she's licensed, but but she, you know, but uh, can you talk about your podcast? Can you talk about where people can get more information? Um, either for oh, you sure. or in general, you know, because it's like, yeah, I'm so happy to do that. <laughs> well, just Google us. It's newdirectionfamilylaw.com. And on our website, we've got blogs. We do tons of Facebook lives. We're all about education. And um, my law partner, Sarah Hink and I, just started the podcast. We call it the EX-IT Strategy. It's your no BS guide to divorce, and you can hear it anywhere that you can get podcasts. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. Um, so we encourage people to listen to that. Um, we're telling it like it is um, with no holes barred so that people understand what it's like to get divorced, and it's no sugar-coated, and we hope that we offer education but also – Um, some insight as to what the process is. And Leslie, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much. And as I said, most people don't go into marriage thinking it will end. And all marriages go to up and down periods. The decision to end a marriage is a big one, especially if you have children. And that decision is often made when emotions are high. We've been talking about wanting to end the pain. But stepping back, taking a breath, and seeing what's possible doesn't take divorce off the table. It just allows you to consider other options. And so hopefully you've gotten a lot out of this show, and I hope that you'll continue to listen. And until next week, stay loving.